come on and sit down and watch this with me. You know you want to watch it. And I want you to watch it too. Come on. That kid's got a knife. Get the knife. Like, like, how are we going to remember knife grab? Like, well, let's make up a mnemonic device. Oh, God. It turns into like a reoccurring episode. It's it's a ridiculous thing. Just like everything in comedy. Yeah, in other words, it's a comedy bang bang episode. All right, are we ready? Yes. All right. Uh, Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Want You to Watch This. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Dennis, and as always, I'm in want of a thesaurus to describe my co-hosts, Collins. Collins? Collins, there's multiple <laughs> of me. Multiple Collins. We haven't said this before. Uh, Craig. Hello. And Hi. Julie. It's good to be here. It's good It's good to have you. Um, <laughs> Julie brought us this movie, so it's doubly good to have you. Um, Thank you. Should devil She-devil. <laughs> Do you want me to introduce it? Yeah. Okay. So we just watched the movie She Devil. It's a 1989 film starring Roseanne Barr, Meryl Streep, and Ed Bigley Jr. Uh, based on a book, which I didn't know. And it also has a female director, so that's super cool. Um, Roseanne is a character named Ruth. She's married to Bob, who is the Ed Bigley, Ed Bigley Jr. character. And then Meryl Streep is a romance novelist uh, named Mary. Uh, and they meet Mary at a party which i want to get to in a second they meet mary at a party bob has an affair with her and eventually leaves ruth with the, their two children and as he's leaving he's like angrily packing his stuff and he says that he has four assets which are his home his family his career and his freedom and his one liability in life is ruth because she's a she-devil it's very titular uh so then ruth basically sets decides to destroy all of those things and uh, spoiler alert she does <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah it's a classic revenge flick um it's great yeah well it's um well, yeah it's funny <laughs> uh it's also gross so oh, gross. oh yeah. and it's kind of thoroughly unpleasant every everyone in this movie is a monster <gasps> everyone in this movie is a monster uh, well, I mean, I think like Ruth is fairly justified and doesn't really do anything that's I mean, other than like really like blowing up the house, which, you know, she makes sure that like the kids are out of the house and like no one's going to yeah, get she hurt. She lets the dog out. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like she <laughs> like I, I don't think she ever really like hurts anyone like i agree with like, craig 100 <laughs> well i mean it's like so yeah so like here's like she burns down the house she uh oh, takes oh. the children and like leaves them with their father she um forces uh meryl streep's mother who's like been for who's been living in the nursing home even though she doesn't need to to like go and live with her daughter who's like rich enough and has the resources to actually take care of her and just doesn't give a fuck like she never really like does anything that's like directly like hurts anyone other than like her husband she's like like, she's also just constantly torturing meryl streep through the whole movie like i want this more of this to be about her like getting revenge on ed bigley jr and she spends the entire movie just making meryl streep miserable well Well, no but it's all 
I thought that until about like the like the end of the third like second act like the third act where like I mean it's pretty much directly targeted at her her ex husband like her his yeah. his business and then like and then getting him on fraud and everything that happens so late in it the does. movie no, but, but but even throughout the movie like <laughs> yelling let's all yell over Joey <laughs> go ahead um, but yeah no even throughout the movie though it's like it's all still like directed at like exposing like him for what he is like exposing him as like being a cheater and exposing him as not actually caring about her and it's not like the things that she does are really like that detrimental to Meryl Streep it's like yeah like her mom has to like live in this giant mansion that she lives in like pretty much all by herself until you know like her new her new boyfriend and his kids move in like she has plenty of room to take care of them like she has plenty of money to like take care of them that's like the only like really hardship that um, that she brings on her life. Oh no, Meryl Streep's character is is a monster as well. Yeah, it, and she just... knows about like she knows about the wife from like day one, and she's like still like goes and like seduces uh, Ed Bagley Jr. Like it's, it's she's definitely doesn't really get anything that she doesn't deserve. I argue that a Ruth actually helps Mary. She, um, yeah. She, yeah, she becomes like a like she comes back from her flop of a novel. She starts writing like more quote unquote serious things. Um, like she's kind of goes through like this whole like renewal and change. Like she gets rid of her giant pink Barbie mansion. Um, Ed Bigley was already cheating on her. Like, yeah, and anyway, she, I feel like she stands well, up for herself. Like Ed Bigley's cheating on her like a lot by like the middle of the movie. Yeah, he's so the all worst. he's all she does he's, is like, expose he is the worst. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, but he's Meryl trash. Streep, like stands up for herself when like she loses her shit and is like. You're fired because you're a fucking pedophile to her butler who's like sexy dancing with the teenage daughter. Yeah, oh my that god, was, that, oh, yeah. that, was that was really upsetting. It was really <laughs> like, like Anything. all of the sexualization of the daughter was really upsetting. Oh yeah, yeah. Super oh yeah, gross. it was pretty bad. <laughs> I'd like to know what the casting age for that uh, actor actor was, was. Yeah. because uh, it seemed not accurate. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed some of the one-liners in this movie, though. I thought like uh, um, like the mother, um, what, what's it, um, Mrs. Foster, Mrs. Fisher, Mrs. Fisher, uh, she had some really good one-liners. I think this movie had one of my favorite lines I've ever heard. Is like, "Where are you going?" She says, "I don't know, Bob. Into my future, I guess." It's so good. <laughs> That's a great line. Like the delivery, everything is so uh, good. No. Yeah, I don't know, Bob. Into my future, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that that is what I love about this movie is it like turns all of that on its head because yeah, usually it's like even when the woman is like cheated on, it's like she ends up like, you know, taking care of the kids and like he is in 100% a better like situation to be taking care of them, but is about to just like leave them for his like new girlfriend and she's like, "No, actually, like you're going to take care of the kids while I get my shit together." And then at the end she comes back and takes the kids because she's like able to take care of them now. And I was like, yeah, she's like, you're better off here. And it was true. And she truly loves them. Yeah. Like she like cries and like looks at their pictures all the time. And she's not fully a monster. Neither is Meryl Streep. I think the only real monster is, is Bob. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, I us. just still, uh, guys, I did not like this movie. <laughs> oh no, you didn't? Oh, no. Really? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What did you That's okay. Like I'm the only. Yeah. I'm the only one who didn't. I thought it was funny. It's just it. It hit the gas so hard with being constantly as gross as it possibly can, constantly being thoroughly just unpleasant. 
it, I mean, that's the thing, though, is like, I feel like I know like that there's... that's what they're going for, but it's like, I don't want to sit in that for an hour and a half. So I'm surprised that I don't feel this way, because I feel like I'm really easily grossed out by things. Like, uh, I don't know, I, I really don't really like uh, Seth Rogen, like Judd Apatow movies. Yeah. I think they're gross and, like, unnecessary, but, so it's interesting, because I'm usually, I'm usually Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, like, the only part where I was, like, really, like, really grossed out was, like, the close-up scene where it's, like, her just, like, eating a donut. And I then, like, the, could, the I mole. had I'm to look like, away. Yeah, that... I could no longer physically be watching the screen, because I, I was physically ill. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, like, the one scene where, like, I was really, like, oh, God. They're really pushing it on that one, but I didn't really, I wasn't really like grossed out like throughout the movie. Have you seen oh. Dead Alive, Colin? The oh old Peter I, see, Jackson? I couldn't watch that. Yeah. No, I, I could not okay. watch it. There's but, no way you'd be but, able to sit uh, But yeah, it. it doesn't sound like it's I want a, to. It's a lot of like eating. <laughs> I, I would it's say a like, lot of eating. I started crying and like had to turn it off. Uh, that's <laughs> my biggest thing is I think this movie, like it, it pulls like the punches on Ed Bigley Jr. too much. Like he doesn't really get punished at all like he goes to jail for 18 months and he has to pay a fine and then like magically in jail he suddenly transforms into a good person and he'll be a good dad and all this like yeah. i want him to actually be punished instead of us spending the whole movie punishing meryl street well i don't think again i don't think she was punished like i think it was like yeah i think it was really just roseanne ruth's character being like the best revenge is like, you know, like living a good life or whatever. And so it's like, she's pretty much doing everything that she can to do that. And like, at the same time, take away like everything from him. And I think that like him or her taking, like breaking up her and Meryl Streep is really the only major thing that happens as far as like nothing else really bad happens to her other than her finding out that, He's a cheater, which was gonna happen anyway. And it's yeah. good that like, she and wasn't good like that in love with him. She, she is in a better place at the end of the movie. I'll give you that. Yeah, but it's like I, I would agree. I, would I agree just feel Col like it's that it's cruel to her. Like, I, I would agree with Colin that this movie does a bit of like like the thing of like that happens in like movies and in like real life where there's like a lot more like punishment put on the mistress than there yeah, is on like that. the the cheater. Yeah, you know that, what I'm that's that's you're saying more. Succinctly, what I'm trying to say. Colin is so mad. Yeah. <laughs> is that the movie doesn't punish Ed Begley Jr. like hardly at all. Right. Well, like comparatively to, I feel like Meryl Streep is getting. Yeah. I mean, just because like she's pursuing like a married man, it's kind of up to the married man to not fucking do dick about it, you know? Yeah. But no, at the same time, like literally from day one, like they oh, were yeah. both like 100% complicit in this. Like they yeah, both yeah, yeah. knew that, that he was married. To, it to, wasn't even like. Like he was like sneaking around and like didn't say like right. he had a wife or it anything was, like, like to that. A comic, like to a comic comical degree, like they yeah. drop her off after the party, so like he could like drop off uh, freaking Meryl Streep's character like in the Hamptons. Yeah, yeah in the Hamptons, like seventy five <laughs> miles away. Like I mean, just so blatantly. Oh, so but I mean, like blatant. so. <laughs> I mean, how is like Meryl Streep like really punished in this movie though? Like, like she like she is like you know having to like. Take, tell the maid to take care of the kids. Like oh, it's, her dog died. Well, oh yeah, no, oh yeah, no, the but dog. But to be fair, that, that was, was kind of an accident. Yeah, and I think yeah. that they even like even within the context of the movie, they kind of like play it out as not that like not much, that much of a punishment for her because it's like they have this scene where it's like it's, at the first shot, it's like her close up like on this like dog's like gravestone. And she's like, you know, like wipes like a tear under her eye, like very controlled. And then it like zooms out and it's like literally like a single like, you know, gravestone in like this like huge like mm -hmm. backyard as like 
uh, like on this estate as like you know these like people are like working to put in this like brand new satellite like yeah. it's like they they definitely like are like this is like kind of like a bad thing that happens to her but then it's like oh but also like she has like all this overwhelming things yeah. and this is just one well, more thing to her well she does have this wonderful life and everything but like and she is better off in the end because of what Ruth has done but we're focusing the entire time on how miserable she is on how like her life has been upended in all these ways and it's making her feel so miserable the movie spends it like most of its time bathing in Meryl Streep's misery yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and like, especially since like the voiceover from Roxanne's character, Roseanne, yeah, Roseanne, Roseanne. <laughs> Roxanne. <laughs> yes. the lesser yeah. known comedian Roxanne yeah. Bar, Roxanne Bar. <laughs> um, uh, like it's constantly saying like the state of uh, you know Meryl Streep's character's like state of mind, and you know like yeah. here she is struggling, and you know I well, don't like her. Blah, I think blah, blah. that the narration in that style was kind of supposed to be mimicking like the when she's watching her on TV and Robin Leach is like narrating uh, her yes. life. That's what she's Lifestyles doing. of the rich yes, and famous. Yes, exactly. That's what she's calling back to you, I think. Okay. Yeah. Sorry again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not your plan. I'm glad that the three of you liked it. It's yeah. No, I enjoyed I, it. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. When it first started, I was kind of like, it took a while for me to be like, well, okay, like, where is this going? As far as like this uh, whole like you know spurned you know lover and uh, and it was like the moment that she like left the kids with him. I was like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm on board. Right. For this. Yeah. Like the moment that she was like, no, you're taking the kids. Like, yeah, because I, I can't take care of them right now. And you're going to be better at this. Like you're better equipped to handle this. Yeah. Like, I was on board with that too. Until it was like, this isn't Ed Bigley Jr.'s problem. This is Meryl Streep's problem. Yeah. Right. And I think that's like, just like to reinforce how much of a dick he is too. But yeah, that is shitty that it's like, again that Meryl Streep has to bear the burden of that like and that's yeah yeah and I, I get that I get that criticism yeah I guess it was kind of hard for me to register her misery because she's so funny in this movie yes. yeah and Meryl Streep is great in this so movie. funny this movie has some excellent like ends and like I guess like scenes or like finishings and conversations you know like when the kids first show up into the uh, at uh, her house and like they're in the pool oh yeah yeah and like the kids are just like they like they, like end up like staring at her and like she just like like they, they ask her a question and she just like stares at them like yeah, slowly yeah. but she away. walks away into like the, the bubbles. giant bubbles yeah. and this <laughs> amazing piece of physical acting where yes, she's just like she, yeah she like hops away and, like, <laughs> hops away but the like, yeah, bubbles are like going over. up all over yeah. the top of her head <laughs> I like when she at the end when she's like in the revolving door like still talking to Ed Begley Jr. oh yeah like, and by the way. You're fired. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she just goes around. Um, and I like when she's like, I'm an artist. And like her butt is facing. Oh, <laughs> yes. That was hilarious. <laughs> my, my favorite was when the, the butler like dismounts from oh, the yeah. body. Of the not, oh, I'm the butler, butler, not, not the, the maid. maid. Yeah. <laughs> Like, see, <laughs> see that was the thing is like oh god i was like so on his side like i was like i'm loving his arc until that last moment where i was like what the fuck are you doing yeah, man super gross. like you're like dancing so with like a maybe 16 year old girl like maybe 16. yeah 
And I was just like, ah, oh, I was until that very yeah. moment. And, I was just and, like, and before this, when like, rooting for him until that very moment. When uh, was it Time or was it People Magazine? People. Okay. Oh, when, yeah. when People Magazine is there, the photographer is just doing these glamour shots of the daughter yeah. in the background. It was <laughs> I didn't so notice gross. until this this time watching it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff with that, <laughs> that uh, character. So I watched this when I was very young. It came out in 1989, and I maybe saw it when I was five or six uh-huh. so i could watch the entire movie except my sister wanted me to cover my eyes during like the house destruction scene because huh. she didn't want me to like be like oh that's a good idea like oh, oh, what? overload these outlets <laughs> what put all these appliances <laughs> in the washer put the aerosol cans in the microwave that's it i feel like that scene and like a lot of the scenes have really like really like good shots like excellent shots for like a just weird comedy like in for what they're doing like when she's destroying the house like it's really well done i think like the it part is. where the the feathers are coming out of the pillows that had the hair dry underneath oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, and like that sequence starts with like the camera at like a cool little dutch angle and like it's at from below and everything so yeah. we're like visually telling us like oh shit's about to go down yeah yeah but then it like the crescendo into like the most obvious green screen <laughs> i've seen in a while like you could see the sheen of the green like hard edges around roseanne <laughs> Also, I love how much you got done in 60 seconds. Like, because oh like she like starts the microwave and then she's like plugging in outlets, like packing up everything, like puts like gets her picture of the family, uh, like have, all in have, 60 seconds. We should have timed it and like seen if it actually like matched up. Oh, it definitely did not. Like, <laughs> well, like any one of those would have triggered like a freaking fuel air bomb in that yeah. house. Well, even if it did, like in terms of like runtime in the movie, there's like absolutely no way that that would have been accomplished in that amount of time in real life. <laughs> Let's try. I was going to say, I feel like... <laughs> hey, I've got like... some aerosol cans. You've got a microwave. We can make this work. Yeah. I have a house. I feel like a minute doesn't seem like a long time, but if you're doing something like running... Like but a... she like... So she like plugged in the hairdryer. She... That was uh... before. Before. Yeah. Okay, so, oh, so, before. so she plugs but... in the hairdryer. She puts the stuff in the microwave. I, th- I think if and you staged it all before, She like goes and she plugs in the outlets like two times and then she like goes up to... She like, blows the out the pilot light. Yeah, blows the up the pilot light, lights like something on fire on like across the room. She lights the garbage. Can goes on upstairs. Fire. Yeah. yeah, goes upstairs. Like packs away like the stuff that she needs her little go bag. And she lets the, the dog out. Lets the dog out, and then actually she was locks the dog out, and then walks back upstairs. Like that's what she did. She went to the door, and then like walked upstairs, and then went out the front door at the end. So but I feel like the microwave was one of the last things she did. No, that was like the countdown was going like at the time, like while she was doing all this. I bet if I bet if we staged it in this house, I bet if we blew up this house, yeah, we, yeah. Can, we, can, we can do, do it, it in sixty seconds. Yeah. We can do it, <laughs> guys. This only... is the last episode of I Want You to Watch This. We are uh, blowing up yeah. the recording studio. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all because MythBusters isn't around anymore. Yeah, boo. <laughs> uh, Meryl Streep was nominated for a Golden Globe in this movie for best performance by an actor in a musical or comedy oh, really did not win because Meryl Streep she's been nominated for like an Academy Award 21 times I think and has only won three times oh really greatest living actor of our time has <laughs> <laughs> only won three times huh yeah so, well one of my other one of my favorite lines was uh, TLC is that a new drug yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like uh, no, it means some tender loving care yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's after like Roseanne uh, gets 
uh, Mrs. Fisher, Mary's mom, kicked out of the nursing, out home. Of the nursing home. I love that. By the <laughs> lady who runs the nursing home, who's also a monster. Uh, I, love, I love how crazy she is. <laughs> She's super crazy. Incontinence. Yeah, incontinence. <laughs> this is like, that's like her line. It's like, as yeah. long as like, I mean, she runs an old folks home. Like, yeah. they literally can't help it. Like, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, if you're a nursing home, yeah. like, then that should be like exactly what you're job is right. like take care to, of it. yeah it's to take care of and they had be- bedpans so they <laughs> had to have whatever i did like what roseanne did at the nursing home though that she stopped giving everyone all the sedatives and starts yeah. giving them like the vitamins and starts like a soccer league yeah. amongst the oil, oh, yeah. like that which that i think is nice. genuine i think yeah. it's like a genuine kind thing with to like everyone well to- i mean that's like the thing is like even her like big revenge is like in her like huge like revenge plot she like gets like hundreds of women jobs Jobs. like she (laughs) she got like helps out like this like nursing home and like inspires like you know a woman who's like you know like wanting to do something new with her life to actually like make that move like she's yeah it's it's crazy like how much uh like her revenge is still like helping like the people around her other than uh uh Ed Bagley, Bob, and Mm -hmm. I mean Meryl Streep until the end, but still, it did help her in the end. I'm sorry. It did help her in the end, but but it like could she be more about getting revenge on Bob? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Like there could it could have used a little bit more like maybe like physical harm on Bob, you know? And I mean, I think or or maybe more of a jail sentence than 18 months for stealing 200 thousand dollars from your clients yeah okay. i mean yeah. that's just like america though i mean <laughs> yeah. that's like literally what happens like all the time if that even yeah, so sentencing, sentencing doesn't make any sense <laughs> I, I love how like it, it was like leading up to the like the trial of you know his like embezzlement was like oh no this judge doesn't mind like white collar crime like it'll be fine don't worry about it he's and my dad's it, golf partner he's my dad's golf partner and then it switches to like a black woman judge. yeah, yeah. it's like oh no it's like yeah no you're, you're, you're <laughs> not getting anything <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, she is not playing. <laughs> do you do you want to talk more about why you hate it, Colin? <laughs> no, you can, you can. It's fine, I, and I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. Didn't like it. Okay, like I thought it was like, oh, okay. It, but, it reminded me a lot of Death Becomes Her. Yeah, oh, like yeah. it's kind of similar. That in, is gross. It's kind of similar yeah. in tone to Death Becomes uh-huh. Her. Um, it also kind of reminded me of um, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yes, yeah. it, particularly like those scenes where they're showing like rock. Uh, rock you got me saying Roxanne now. <laughs> um, where they're saying Roseanne's neighborhood, and it's all these yeah. Like, yeah. perfectly manicured like neon green lawns. Right. And, yeah. like, everything is. It looked exactly like a shot out of Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what this movie reminded me of. Um, so I, I did like the character of Hooper, yes. but she's been saving her money for 20 years and, and all she has is $55,000. I thought the same thing, but I was like, maybe that meant a lot in 1989. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so. A lot of money in 1989? I don't know, but I also, that gave me pause as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's an all right car. Yeah. <laughs> you saved up all that time for an all right car. Maybe. I mean, it was enough to like, apparently like, start a business she's probably yeah. under, underpaid tbh that's true i mean that's true yeah <laughs> but yeah it was enough to start a business in 1989 so yeah and, and to 
buy like a, a building a building in New York City. I yeah. like that part too. Like the, the you have to use your imagination. I mean, it was like Wait. a it was like a foreclosed, like yeah. almost dilapidated building, like that they had to fix up themselves. Like what, what were they referencing Laurel and Hardy or Abbott and Costello? Uh, I think all of that stuff. Okay. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello, the Three Stooges. I think it's all okay. just what they were going for. Just like the montage of the cleaning, fixing stuff. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So good. Yeah, it's in every other movie. I'm surprised they didn't have she walks up. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been good. So, who filed the xeroxes of uh, the yeah. secretaries? But I, I, I think it was Ed Begley Jr. I was, but that also gives me pause. I was like, this might be the least believable part of the movie. No, he was probably a creep and like wanted to like use that, like have that stored away and like close his office door sometime Gross. like yeah he's that type of creepy person right. it seems like yeah <laughs> he looks like such a fake human being yeah you know? like a ken doll come to life <laughs> like it, it's 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 very strange that is true but that's yeah. true ken, ed bigley jr and like all things yeah. like he always just looks is he alive is he dead yes he's okay. alive <laughs> I was wondering that also. Are I possible? Are I possible? Speaking of comedy, bang bang. <laughs> um. All right. Well, you guys have any more notes on the devil? I just wrote down one more line that I loved, which is when the maid was quitting. She says, "Up with this bullshit! I will not put." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see some really good one-liners in this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm not saying it's not funny. I'm just saying like yeah. it didn't work for me. Oh, one thing uh, I really did enjoy. Um, uh, back to the butler up until the last moment with the butler uh, was his room. Yes, yes, yes. his room was, like, was crazy. Bare skin rug, like jungle <laughs> yeah. pants. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. And like just one like weight machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie is like steeped in 1989 too. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Sally Jesse Raphael is interviewing Meryl oh, Streep yeah. at the end. And there's like a cut from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And like when they show uh, Times Square, there's a giant Batman like billboard there. Because <laughs> Batman came out in 1989. Uh, <laughs> Um, my one last thing is just to say that uh, people tend to agree more with me than they do with you guys. It has a 5.5 on no! IMDb, a 44% Rotten Tomatoes, and a 48% Audience Tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, I did enjoy it, but, you know, it's not without its warts or giant hairy moles. Or giant hairy moles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one. Good one. I was trying to, like, work that in. Oh, it's a big mole. Yeah. That just disappears. She gets it removed. Yeah. Medically removed. Yeah, you can do that. Because she wants to. Yeah. (laughs) Because she wants to. I have things to say, but do you want to go first? No, you go ahead. Uh, So, I'm sorry again. I can't stop apologizing. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. (laughs) I brought us the Iceman, so. Oh. (laughs) None of us us brought us that suicide movie, which is terrible. No. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought, so, like, watching, so I watched this as a child, and watching it now, I was just trying to like think of it. I don't know, on a like as an adult, and as I thought it was like more feminist than I remember. Like, okay. I do like that she helps all the women get their jobs, and it's the whole motto though is like we think people are more than their jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these like undercurrents, like um Olivia, that character. She's like the sexy secretary that Bob hires, and then she ends up um kind of revealing that he's been stealing from his clients. Uh huh. So she is smart like she is a bookkeeper and like a very like skilled person in the office but she like puts on this 
I mean, she is very attractive also, but she, like, also, like, adds that by, like, I know I'm attractive, hee hee, like, my name's Olivia, honey, I'm so cute, hee hee. <laughs> but, like, I think she's, like, aware, like, that's how people perceive her. Right. Value her for her appearance and not her skills, so, I don't know. I just, like, thought that was an interesting thing that I noticed. Um, stuff and things. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, yeah, like, uh, the, the Asian lady who's, like, I don't have any skills, my husband left me and my three kids. And Roseanne's like, well, surely you know something. She's like, well, I did all my husband's bookkeeping. Like, I feel like it's like a woman thing to be like, I can't do anything, but like, right. yeah. you do like yeah. a lot of things. Uh, and I like the closing shot at the end with all the ladies. Yeah. That was cool. And I like that nobody ended up like with the man. Like, this is a happy ending. I'm with the man now. <laughs> and also like the uh, well, sisterhood of women in that in yeah. Surge's Stewart, you know, where it's like, it's very much so like uh they're working together for mm-hmm. you know not necessarily a common goal but to help each other out mm-hmm. you know and um yeah that's very rare to find in like i mean like like a, <laughs> not a comparison exo- at all but you know uh uh fast and the furious with the love familia <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what like it, like it, like with so much testosterone it would have to be like a central topic you know mm-hmm. family and this is where my strength is and blah blah, blah <laughs> you know I so. live my life a quarter mile <laughs> I would try to so yeah but yeah no I, I was thinking about that like I watching this is like you know how would this movie have been different like had it been like you know directed by a man mm-hmm. and and I think yeah the that sense of even yeah again like we're even in her like re- like seeking revenge she's like still bringing up like all these other like women around mm-hmm. her and uh and actually like bringing women and like finding women to you know unlock their potential yeah, and and, like, and all that yeah um i also like that it's not about her losing weight or being more attractive oh like, yeah she looks good but it's just because she's taking care of herself more yeah well and i also thought she was a really good wife she's like mowing the lawn she's like fixing the plumbing cooking for the yeah, kids she's yeah she's doing everything yeah <laughs> like in the beginning of the movie where it's just establishing what a piece of shit ed bigley jr yeah. is <laughs> oh yeah it's well particularly that moment when he like unloads on her when oh, his parents are over oh yeah. yeah this is hard to watch like, oh yeah even the mother-in-law which i think is like a like a trope of like the mean mother-in-law like she's actually much nicer to right. ruth than the father-in-law is and the husband is right so i like that too yep. yeah but still when like she falls the mother-in-law says is it that time of the month well, <laughs> yeah that's just like yeah kind of like weird awkward <laughs> that like kind of like old old person. people question yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I would say like as coming from a dude that'd be pretty offensive but since it's coming from a lady like yeah like i I'm the only lady on this podcast. I'm just going to say it. Like, when I'm on my period, I cannot, like, roller skate the way I used to. Like, it's just, like, something weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't, like, yeah, it, like, affects everything. Like, so, yeah, like, you probably get clumsier. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I thought I was coming from a place of concern, Colin. Yeah, no, <laughs> it wasn't. She, the mother-in-law was very nice to her, but well, Ed Bigley Jr. was an asshole. Ew, yeah. I, I hate the part. Okay, the part that I was triggered by was when he's like telling the kids to go to their room, and he's like, "Go to your room," and he like takes his belt off, like, uh, yeah. like oh yeah, to like hit them with. And I'm like, oh my god, you are an evil human being. Also, like, please don't hit your children. Yeah. Like PSA, don't hit your kids. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was I thinking? <laughs> Crap. 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, I feel like every like man in this movie is kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like yep. even like the little boy, like they're like oh, we're walking through the grocery store and he's just like terrible. stabbing okay. like the, the milk, milk cartons. Yeah. Like okay. fucking he's, little piece of shit. <laughs> like there's like part. yeah, there's like being like you know like you know kid like you know whatever. But then that was just like a dick move. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty awful. It's the worst. Children are the worst. <laughs> Guys, kids are terrible. Kids are terrible. <laughs> also, what was this party? He's just an accountant, right? So what yes. was this party? At the Guggenheim? A, and like all these famous people, including yeah. Mary Fisher. And then also, did she not get like a driver to bring her there? Like what? How? Well, because she was just, she just had the hots for him. Like, yeah. The hots. Yeah. So she had to get a ride home in his Geo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just like, uh, nothing about that. I was like, what is, why? Yeah. Like, attracted to what? I don't. It's like the, like the moment they do like the close up for like the eye moment. Right. Of, like, yeah. love at first sight. It was like, and then they like cut to Ed Bagley Jr.'s like <laughs> sloping beady eyes. It was just like, what is happening here? <laughs> Everybody knows heartthrob Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Sex symbol of 1989. <laughs> I love that dad bod. <laughs> um, cool. Well, does that does our episode? How long have we been recording for? Oh, about half hour. Okay. Does I, that I a, was just curious. You, okay. <laughs> Do you approve? <laughs> Everyone's fired. <laughs> All right. Well, that that wraps us up for uh, She Devil. Um, thank you. I enjoyed it. Welcome, um, welcome. I, I'm I'm glad that we're going back to these movies like of like like um of like movies that we've like reviewed before you know like in the same era of like same actors and stuff you know so mm-hmm. it's like cool to go back to this after doing um, Death Becomes Her and seeing Meryl Streep in the same time doing something else yeah you yeah. know. Uh, where it looked like these kinds of like comedies slash dark comedies were in our wheelhouse more you know yeah. I can't really imagine her doing those now. Um, another example would be, I mean, I know we don't cover any of the shitty movie night movies that we do, but we did just recently do, um, oh God, what was it? Uh, new, uh, Johnny Mnemonic, which is like, it's like one, it's like either the same year or the year before, um, uh, speed and they both have Keanu Reeves and it was, it's interesting to it watch was, yeah, that was so Keanu weird. Reeves and like the same kind of, you know, like sci-fi action movie. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, this is, I think I read that this is Meryl Streep's first, like, comedic role. Oh, really? Pe- people didn't think that she could do comedy before this movie. I was like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep has the range. Meryl yeah. goddamn Streep. She can do yeah. anything. Yeah. This is after The Deer Hunter. This is after Kramer vs. Kramer. I wrote these down. Uh-huh. Uh, after Sophie's Choice, after Silkwood. So, yeah, it's, like, really wonderful to see her doing her full range of acting. Um, and it's also Roseanne's, like, theatrical feature film debut so i think oh, they, really? did, they did great jobs oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure i would i would agree with that um something that i remember hearing earlier on in my movie fandom was that um uh comedians tend to excel when they cross over into dramatic roles mm-hmm. but um and yeah there's lots of examples of that for sure i'm not denying that but i've kind of discovered recently that i really like the crossover from like dramatic roles into comedic roles i, I feel like finding like especially you know like really serious like action heroes and stuff or like you know like well like Meryl Streep for instance you know coming I was gonna from... ask you for another example <laughs> John claude Van Johnson well yeah like just watching John claude Van Johnson like him just doing a hard 
freaking comedy on himself is just awesome it's just he does it it's a really good execution you know and then meryl streep and this is just it's really cool to know that like this is her first comedy and that like to go into this and how well she executes it's it's or fun like um daniel craig doing logan lucky yeah oh yeah i've yet to see I that see, yeah. have you seen that i haven't oh. <laughs> <laughs> i was just trying to think of you examples of dramatic actors switching into right. comedy you had us going you could have been like yes i have i, wrote I, that I totally could have like, been oh, like yeah. yeah i've seen logan lucky well yeah. we should put that on the list because i've been wanting to see it so and um i feel like that's one that kind of flew under the radar over the summer last year um, yeah i don't even know what that is yeah it's like a heist movie mm. um yeah. Like it's the they're gonna rob a NASCAR oh. race. Yeah, it's the same guys that did Ocean Eleven. I'm okay. pretty sure. I yeah. haven't seen it either. Mm. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> We're all fired. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Cool. Well, I guess uh, on the recommendations, any rickety wreck to the wreck? Uh, rickety rock. Yeah, I've got one. Uh, Into the Badlands season two. <laughs> It's yeah. uh, on Netflix now. Season three starts, I think, uh, in a couple weeks here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, season two is on Netflix right now, and I love this show. Um, it's like a fantasy action martial arts TV show. Oh yeah, on AMC. Um, it's got like really like really like cool like premise. It's like a weird like alternate universe type of world and. Uh, the action sequences like have really like stepped up from the first season. Like they weren't bad in the first season, but it was kind of like a little bit of that like you know kind of like eighties type of kung fu. Like, yeah. And it was like really stylized and meant to be that way, but um, they hold on to that and kind of like pull it back just a little bit, like enough to where uh, I think like probably like everyone that's been on the show at this point has like been training, and so like now that's their second season, they're a little bit more comfortable like in like the movement and stuff like that. So. Huh. If I have to guess, that's probably what's happening because uh, it's like the action just like a step above the, what it was last season. So cool. Uh, it's super fun. Um, it's uh, I'm forgetting like everyone in the cast right now, but um, it's like really like huge, diverse cast, too. Um, and it's yeah, it's a fun show. Into the Badlands now on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, like nice. uh a year or so ago, Craig got us into the Adventure Zone, and ever since then, I've been getting into the McElroy family of products. I went through Sawbones in a big hurry, and now I'm getting on to what's arguably the original McElroy family product. Uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me is a really funny podcast where people send them in questions like for advice or people will scour yahoo answer uh, yahoo answers to find the craziest questions they can find and send those in for the mcelroys to goof on so uh have yourself a good laugh with uh, my brother my brother and me isn't it also like a television show it was briefly a television show on CISO. oh right on the that platform the the now the doomed no longer (laughs) existent CISO. Um, I also want to recommend a podcast. I'm like way behind the times, but I just started listening to My Favorite Murder. <laughs> and it's so good. Like I am definitely listening to it like nonstop. Like I'm probably going to leave and put it on in my car. <laughs> um, at work, I'm listening to it all the time. And it's just nice because I'm, I realized really into true crime and was like kind of in denial about it and also like ashamed. Like a lot of people who listen to that show are like, people think we're creeps, yep. but like, yeah, like they t- they'll talk about like murders. I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that one. Like I know that one. Like, yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. So yeah, uh, and I'm also based on the recommendation reading 
I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is about the Golden State Killer, and it was written by Michelle McNamara, who was married to Patton Oswalt. She just passed away, and he mm-hmm. actually wrote a really nice letter about her passing away. So you should read that. Read I'll Be Gone in the Dark, and don't get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love those. Mur- I, I call them murder casts. I listened to yeah. the last podcast on the yeah. left. Um, and, uh, they cover all kinds of crazy shit and, uh, I have to take breaks from that stuff every once in a while. Definitely. Cause it's just like, Oh man, <laughs> I've been oh, listening to wow. way too much yeah. of this murder podcast <laughs> yeah. and now I a, feel weird. Yeah. That's <laughs> enough disemboweling for me. <laughs> um, my recommendation is not disemboweling. Mm-hmm. Uh, my recommendation is another podcast. Um, it is, uh, ridiculous history um it's it's really good i really enjoy it um i forget i gosh i couldn't tell you who hosts it it's from the diy network um and so there are a couple of real smarties and they just talk about some pretty ridiculous things that went down in history and kind of flesh out some stuff that like are like pretty popular in our pop culture that are just not true at all like um uh, they go over the whole Guy Fox, um, you know, remember, remember yeah. the fifth of November, and the whole it's the the well, what is it? What do they call it? The um, gunpowder, guns, yeah, yeah, the gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they break it down into that he was just a kind of a um, poster boy, and um, it was a huge kind of conspiracy. Lots of people were involved. It wasn't just one guy. They just picked him to be kind of the representative of everything that they were trying to do mm-hmm. um they also talk about like all kinds of other crazy stuff one of my favorite episodes is uh they talk about um uh wigs and courts um and uh you'll be pleased to know that hong kong um they really are all about their wigs and their courts and the wigs have a lot to do with the uh, like the more yellowed your wig is the more you've been in the court and oh. uh, yeah the better judge you are so just so you know Wow. Yeah. You're, you're a Judge Brown, not a Judge Phillips. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, ridiculous history. I recommend it. Um, so, yeah, any anything else? Any shout outs you guys would like to give? Uh, oh, I've got a little bit of a, looks like we had a little sponsor here. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this episode has been brought to you by a nostalgia porn. It's hitting all your nerdgasm inducing hotspots with relentless formulaic precision. Is it still fun? Does this feel good anymore? It doesn't matter. You're going to watch it and do whatever you can to get some bit of enjoyment out of it. So yeah, we'd like to thank uh, Nostalgia Porn for uh, for sponsoring our podcast. I, I hear they're also bringing us Ready Player Run 1 in a few weeks, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's like Same. one of their like most high quality productions. Yeah, like, one of the usually bigger they products. kind of like just kind of like, you know, just like put out whatever and, yeah. you know, people just put this one I think they're putting a little bit more story into. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so you'll like actually be able to, you know, get a little bit more, you know, get your endurance fix. out of your yeah, nostalgia fix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. Um <laughs> Well, thank you, Nostalgia Porn. Yeah, thank you so much, Nostalgia Porn. <laughs> um I have a shout out to another local podcast. Um the uh just bear with me. <laughs> yeah, you got this. You got this. <laughs> it's uh, the Rock Pile Talk Pile. Um, it's a, a, they're just a local ro- uh, Rockies podcast. They're just a bunch of Rockies fans. That Rockies is baseball. Rockies is baseball. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's uh, just some Colorado Rockies fans talking nice. about Colorado Rockies baseball. I really enjoy it. Um, they're a lot of fun, actually. Um, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about half the time <laughs> because there's a lot of baseball slang that I just don't get. Yeah. Um, and so th- that happens. But um, 
yeah just shout out to a really good you know like a pod you know do-it-yourself podcast with some really good chemistry um i feel like uh that's uh that's hard to achieve and so yeah props to that right on um anything else well what are we watching next that's a good question what are we watching next i have a suggestion (laughs) <laughs> I don't have to go twice. Um, do we have a do we have a listener suggestion? We had a listener suggestion of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Oh, yeah. Ooh, let's also, do that. That's the Scott. That's the, Scott's recommendation. That right? was. And indeed. I need to watch a movie that your wife wants to watch with me. Oh. Her white squall is what she said. Oh yes, yeah. I, don't, I can't remember off the top of my yeah. head what it was, but but yeah, Steph wants us to do. Yeah, let's let's do it, Steph. A movie as well. So right on. Oh yeah, I've got a shout out as well. Uh, for do you even comic book on Twitter? Uh, I did like a uh, they had like a book club reading for the first volume of Saga, and I was like, oh, I love Saga, and I like went home after work and like busted through it real quick and like joined in on the conversation. It was like really fun. Um, they are on Twitter at do you even comic book, and yeah, it's just uh, some nerds and talking comic books <laughs> <laughs> right on. um yeah uh so yeah have you have you read i kill giants i have not read that one i i, I saw the movie and i hadn't mm-hmm. even heard of it before but i am very intrigued like from the trailer i haven't read it either i saw the trailer and the only reason i have heard about it is because they talk about it in a naked and famous song so maybe i can shout out to the naked and famous songs <laughs> 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 Um, on that same vein, there's a podcast that I was getting into, um, comics talk and, or com- it's either comics talk pot, comics talk comics or comics on comics, but it's just a group of stand-up comedians talking about their favorite comics and like, uh, their favorite comic book characters and it's a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy it. That's guys, we're getting like bonus recommendations yeah. this week. <laughs> tons of, there's going to be tons of ats on this posting. Yeah. Uh, just adding everyone. Add, 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 add. Um, all right. Anything else before we keep trailing on? <laughs> join us next week for Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, join us next week for Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, and then um, um, you know what? Uh, let's just put it in the pipe. Uh, Logan Lucky after that, because now that we're talking about it, fuck it. I don't really want to do that. So, <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai, then followed by Logan Lucky. So thanks, guys. Uh, join us next week. Oh, did we say where we can find us? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're back. Guys, hey. we almost made it. We almost did it. We were so close. Um, but I forgot to tell you all that this is a podcast. And well, wherever you're listening to this, uh, rate us and review us. It's the best way to spread the news of this excellent podcast that you're listening to. Um, tell your friends about us. I know you're a movie fan because you're listening to this. I'm sure you have friends that are also movie fans. Hell, movies are like the number one export of this country. <laughs> You're all movie fans, so go talk. Um, you can find us on Twitter at IWYTWT, as well as each and every one of us individually. I am at the D-Bucks. I am at Catharticus. I am at Colin Munch. I think I'm at Ms. Julie Fan. You'll probably have better luck on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and you can uh, join in the conversation on our Facebook group, Facebook 
uh, forward slash IW groups yeah. slash IWI TWT. Uh, we are working on a, uh, we're going to start kind of shifting away from Facebook maybe because yeah, a lot of people probably. do not like Facebook. Um, right now, yeah. Yeah, fuck, yeah Facebook. fuck Facebook. I mean, um, I haven't liked Facebook for like yeah. a year and a half, guys. I don't know what you guys <laughs> yeah, are talking about, but Crankated Facebook whatever. before it was cool. <laughs> whatever, uh, I'm on it for this podcast, so I think it's a good way to contact some people, but I also feel like it's, um, Kind of imperative to move away from the platform so we are kind of uh, kicking off uh kind of a ah, fuck impromptu campaign to start our own website and uh just kind of host any kind of conversation on there so uh keep keep uh keep your ear to the ground the the i want you to watch this ear ground right does that make any sense i'm gonna end this can i end this yeah all right thank you <laughs> I want you to watch. Come on and watch with me. I want you to watch. I just watch this watch this movie with me. I said I want you to watch. Watch this. Watch the fucking movie.